Hello. Hello. Are we uh, are we going back to eighties uh, colors? Oh, oh, cause I look like neon. You look. No, uh, I'm springy. It's like that, light. But, in but, spring, it's but, light pastels. I don't know that. I mean, is that the the fashion for for hot, sexy moms? <laughs> You, did, you, did you just call me a MILF? Is that what you did? Well, I think so. I mean, that's just what I put when I'm looking for porn. Nobody? No laugh. Nothing. Nobody. Was, there are two other people in this room. I was on mute. <laughs> thank you, Rick. Rick laughed. He's making it clear that he did laugh. No, there was dead uh, silence. Well, good morning. Good mid-morning. Um, we are... We are uh, it's so windy outside. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a little anxious because, you know, trying to get the yard back in order for yard of the year and... <laughs> and, you know, uh, all these people are coming over for Easter and I want them to be like, oh my God, Steve, you're We yard. just have you know. so many projects going on that at like, no, nothing is going to be like completely finished. And that's my thing. Yeah. I would, I just want like all the little details to be done when people get here, but I have to be at peace <clears> with the fact that it's not going to be quite there yet. Well, you, you know how like every reality show is always like, we've got a deadline to meet, <laughs> right? And, and I'm always like, oh, what bullshit, right? We literally have a deadline to meet. I mean, literally, I got, I got about eight hams outside working their asses off to help us get the patio finished and done. So we are literally on a timeline. Yeah. I mean, one thing we do know is that the, um, the concrete is not going to get stained. That, oh, I hadn't heard that yet. Well, not before Easter. Okay. It's going to get done. Last I heard, we, we thought it was possible. We were just trying to figure out how long that has to like take and cure before we can put furniture on it and I, all that. I, I just, I need the weather to cooperate. Like, I mean, we are all hands on deck. Timmy's been helping out. I, I have literally been on my hands and knees pulling weeds because I am, you know, okay. I will let everybody in on a little secret. I'm, <laughs> I'm not very proud of it. Right. Um, I, I do handle the yard. I cut the yard. I handle the flower beds. I handle the trimming of well, the, our flower the, beds the need trees. a lot of love. There's not much handle in there at the moment. How dare you? <laughs> Are you serious? I went out there with the clippers the other weekend while you were at work trying to get rid of some. I'm of the dead getting stuff. to it. That's the point I'm trying to. Okay. First of all, I, uh, how dare you? Number one, I should say shut your mouth because <laughs> because I would say that my yard is still a top ten yard. It is not number one right okay. now, but would you not say that my yard is still a top 10 yard? Yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. I just, everything, it's like all the little details. I'm getting to love. it. And okay. that's what I'm talking about. So here's a little nasty secret that I will share with everybody. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, I cut the yard. Yes, I weeded. Yes, I manage uh, trimming. Of my bushes look perfectly round. My bushes. No, I'm laughing in my head because you make a MILF porn joke and that's not the nasty little secret. The nasty little secret is that your yard is not well Well, since kept. we're on MILF porn jokes, I also <laughs> trim all of Renee's hedges. <laughs> I always trim her bush and all of her bushes. <laughs> See, you started it. I'm trying to get to the nasty little secret. Okay, okay. But one of the things that I do pay for is monthly treatments with a company called True Green. Why are you giving them credit? They're not a sponsor. Because I'm about to shit on them. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> They're supposed to treat for fire ants. They're supposed to treat for weeds. And all I've been doing this week is treating fire ants and treating weeds. Well, you're I'm, supposed to call them back and they come back out. I have been on my hands and knees, literally, or, or how do some people say, literally, literally, uh, <laughs> on my hands and knees, 
pulling out weeds and I'm so freaking annoyed because I could be finishing the details on the flower beds, but instead I am literally on my hands. Because there's weeds <clears throat> everywhere. What, which, well, which, we still have like not quite two weeks. That's time for them to come back and take care of that. No, I'm working. Well, I, I asked Miss Lori to bitch at them. We're okay. taking pictures of the piles of weeds that I have and we're going to bitch at True Green and we're going to give them an opportunity to get it together. However, I'm out there on my hands and knees this morning, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. or 7.30, right after I dropped off Garrett, hands and knees, pulling weeds, and then Travis drives by. He goes, fuck you, and he threw a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't a beer can. It was a QT, like, uh, cup. Styrofoam cup. Yeah, and he yeah. threw it in the yard. He goes, fuck you, man. <laughs> so he just kept driving. <clears throat> and, and that's what happens when you're jelly donuts, you know. Well, listen, I don't know if you can get Yard of the Year two years in a row. I don't know if it's possible. I, you know, it, it sucks because, yes, I am a top 10 Yard, and, and I am a realistic person. I am top 10. But, you know, I had I was holding strong with with Yard of the Month every month, which means Yard of the Year. And everybody else in the neighborhood pretty much understood that if they got Yard of the Month, it was runner-up. People kind of... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like people just knew. What is it about the yard for you that you take so much pride in doing? I just feel like life is my house, my house, my yard. I I take pride my cars. I understand, but we have so much going on and there are so many other things we need to be doing. And I understand that like being out in the yard and nobody talking to you is therapeutic, but like if we paid someone, it would be done. No, but you no, no, take no, 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 no. so much pride in saying that you did it yourself. Where does that no, come from? What no, no, it's, it's there's two things playing here. Okay, two things are at play. Uh-huh. Not, number one, um, first and foremost, I, it is it, it makes me. I, first of all, I can't believe I live in this house. Yeah, and I want it to be perfect, and I want to take care of it, and I have so much pride in the fact that this is our home, and I want it to look perfect and I guess because I grew up with you know I'm not shitting on my parents we had wonderful homes yeah but they were modest and to have a house like this and a yard like that it it brings me a sense of of wow that's my home and I and I work on it you know just like you when you want to switch light fixtures right when you go no that to me is my touch and what I do for this home yeah right it's it's very similar and then the, the other thing... But I don't put up the light fixtures myself. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. There's not much you do yourself. Oh, shush um, mouth. That <laughs> um, is, that's not true. And then number two, this business that we're in is a never... There's no end. This business does not end. There is no um, accomplishment. There is no... Uh, you know, every level... You know, you go, man, I just want to be an opening act. And then, oh, man, I want to be a middle act, right? Then you become a middle act. Then you go, oh, man, I want to be a, I want to be the headliner. Can I be the headliner? Boom, now you're the headliner. Oh, man, I, I'd really like to sell some tickets. I'd really like for people to come out and see me. Then all of a sudden they're seeing you. And then you're maxing out comedy clubs. You go, man, you know, it'd be so nice to get off the road a little bit and do theaters, man. I'd love to do theaters. Now I'm in theaters. Man, I, you know, I've never been on a movie. I've never been in a TV show. God, I'd really love to be in a TV show or a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it just, it never, there's no end in sight. And the yard for me, much like a road trip, there isn't, there's an accomplishment. I can see the work I did. I can step back and go, hey, I cut that yard. 
and I finished it or I pulled out the weeds today. There was a beginning, a middle and an end. And there's just a sense of accomplishment, weekly accomplishment that comes to me when I do something in the yard. Yeah. And, and I need that because again, like I said, there is no end in sight to being a parent. There is no end in sight to being a good husband. There is no end in sight to my career. It just continues to go and go and go. Yeah. This for me is, you know, that's why I admire um, construction workers. You know, one of my favorite movies is Office Space. I think that movie is, is just a, a great movie. And one of the reasons that movie is so great is because, you know, there was the simplicity of, I just want to take my lunch in a pail. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and there is something special to these guys that work in construction where they can start a project, finish it, walk away from that project and go, man, I did that. Yeah. Start another project, start it, finish it. Yeah. My job, there is no start, there is no end in sight, there's no finish. So those are the two things that, that mean a lot to me uh, when it comes to the yard. And to be honest with you, I could care less what people think. I could care less if, if I'm not competing with my neighbors. Yeah. I, I'm competing with myself, my standards, and what I expect um, my home to be. Yeah. Just like you in the house. Yeah. I think you take that pride in the house. Well, I do. It's like I'm, I'm a little anxious about it's bugging me that the projects aren't going to be complete for Easter. Like people will come. We're going to put the furniture back in the guest house, even though it won't be completely done. I don't know. I, I, I think we can get it completely done. Well, no, the door. Well, the door is the only thing that we probably won't have. Yeah. Um, but, um, but even furnishings, you know, like we're going to use kind of things we already have here around the house. So it won't be like all the little details. I'm talking yet. about the, the construction yeah. and the well, building no, no, of it. And I'm talking about the details. I'm like, I want all the landscaping so, to be done. I want the concrete to be Told you, know, being stained. a husband never ends. It never fucking ends. <laughs> she wants everything perfect. Well, no, I just wonder if we're going to be hosting all these people. I would love for everything to be done and finished, but that's okay. Well, and, and our house is for sale if you want to <laughs> move. If you want to move to Texas, no, it'll, it'll cost you I a pretty Lori, penny. No, I told Lori, I keep letting you do all of these projects so that we stay here a little bit longer is the plan. It's oh, that's why you, you let stay, me? It's did, supposed did, to make you stay did, longer. Did we all hear, I let you. I let you. Do we all understand what that phrase? Do we understand what that phrase means? I let you. I don't have to let you. I let you. <laughs> that is some Captain Evil shit. If I've ever heard Captain Evil shit, um, but yes, we are we are hosting a party in, for Easter in two weeks. Um, Easter for me has always been very special. Yeah, it's always been about family gatherings and seeing cousins and and relatives and good friends and 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 also, <clears throat> especially in Texas, usually the weather is so nice. Yeah. And it's kind of the first. Well, you never know of, what it's going to be. You never know if it's going to be like stupid hot because some years it's been stupid hot. But for the most part, it's usually like pretty pleasant. Um, yeah. Because there's still a breeze. Yeah. You know, there's usually still a, a. Now, the only thing I do have to figure out is the septic tank sprinklers. <gasps> right. So I oh, have, I'm glad you mentioned that. I have to figure out for Sunday to make sure that they don't so go off. people don't smell like shit water. Yeah. So they don't get, they don't get the gray water all over them, but it is, I, it is kind of smelly. I, I, I do have to um, figure that out, but 
I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, you know why I like it? Story. Because it's just like, it's like good old fashioned fun. Everyone's outside. It's a party. Um, well, everybody goes to church. So they show up after church. It's um, about, yeah, like it's, it's Jesus, but Christmas, I, it's like so stressful as a mom to like, make sure you got a gift for everybody and that I want to like get everyone the right gift, you know, and I want them all to feel special and personal and thoughtful. And, and it's Easter about the kids. Just like, right? it's just about like the kids. presents and food and goodies for everyone. Have at it. And it's about the kids. Right. And, and I love the, the pictures of, of confetti eggs being cracked on people and the cascarones. The, yes. the cascarones and I mean, just, I, I love it and I can't wait for the party and, and, I'm hoping to have everything in order. I'm busting my butt, trying to get the yard in a place where I can be proud of it, you yeah. know. Um, and then we're cleaning out the barn. I do know that the stucco guys are going to be done today, though they're going to start building the wall today. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 ceiling of the roof is going on in the next couple of days. Um, this weekend they're going to come and do your steps, the big steps. Uh huh. Um, so we're going to be very close. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it is definitely one of those projects that because of weather, we'd be done. Yeah. But we had several weeks of, of gross weather where they just couldn't work, you know, and cold and, and miserable, but definitely, um, looking forward to Easter. Uh, I do want to say Renee and I do not, um, we don't have much time these days for TV or, or movies or, or really yeah. anything. You know. Date? When, like, when was the last time we went on? Well, I mean, we went to go see um, the Tom Hanks movie together. Yes. The yeah. auto. Uh-huh. We went and did that. And that um, was a day date. It was a day date. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but last night, <laughs> I started watching it before Renee. And, and Rick, I don't know if you've seen this, but it is the, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. So weird. Holy shit. What a crazy chain of events. Well, you had to catch me up to speed because when it went viral, when he went viral the first time, I don't remember seeing any of that. Rick, have like you seen this? Okay, good. So I'm not the only one. Steve was like, it was all no, over social media. 2013, it was 10 years ago. If I show you the guy, if you put um, smash, 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 <laughs> there was freaking, he was a dude that was like, dude, and then these chicks, you know, and then I pulled out my hatchet to save these girls, and I was like, "Smash, smash, smash!" Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Remember that guy? Was I anybody... never saw any of it. Okay. So this guy goes. Okay. By the way, spoiler alert. I'm gonna ruin the whole fucking thing for you, <laughs> but um, it's still worth watching. I mean, so this guy goes. This guy is is hitchhiking. He ends up uh, hitchhiking with some dude. The dude ends up losing his mind and and being racist. And he with they were on drugs, right? Were they, they were on high? drugs. They were both high. Well, supposedly. And then the dude decides, like, I'm going to drive into this black dude right now in Fresno, California. He was, like, working on an electric truck or something, Yeah, right? so then that dude drives into him. The hitchhiker guy jumps out. The dude gets out. He's, like, six foot four. And he starts attacking these women that are on the streets. The dude who hit the guy. Who drove into the guy. Yeah. He starts attacking these women <clears throat> on the streets. The hitchhiker dude pulls out a hatchet. I don't know who the fuck or where a hatchet comes from. Well, I guess if you're a hitchhiker, you need a hatchet. But he hits the dude like three times and this local reporter, basically saving the girls, right? So then this local reporter like hits him up and and he like, 
before he says anything, he looks in the camera and he's like, uh, bro, I just want to say like, you are worth it. And don't ever feel down on your life and people love you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, so what happened? He's like, bro, and then the dude and then boom. And then I was like, smash, smash, smash. Right. Yeah. This fucking guy goes viral, like crazy viral to the point where he's on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, cause and- he seemed like a character and then it, it, he was made out to be a hero. Well, he said he seemed like, like this really like earthy kind of live off the earth, live off the land, positive attitude, like yeah, whatever guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I mean, you, you see the video and you're like, Dude, this guy's like very charismatic, right? Yeah. Fucking the Kardashian producers want to do a show with him. They're having a hard time finding him because he's homeless. They get a hold of him. Boom. They put him on Kimmel. But then he starts acting up and acting like a fucking weirdo and doing like crazy shit. So then the producers are like, ah, I don't know if this is the guy. Doing like crazy stuff. But you said it was just like, because I, I jumped in on the middle. I didn't see the whole thing. But you were like, oh, he peed on the streets outside of his hotel in New York City. Before yeah, no, no. Kimmel. In LA, before Kimmel, he pulls his dick out in front of the, the hotel and pees on Julio Iglesias, his star. Oh, okay. Right. And then gets kicked out of that hotel, then pisses in a bush in front of the security guard. But at like Jimmy you've Kimmel. done that before. Well, I mean, times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> Don't be getting me canceled. Okay. I've grown up. Um, anyway, turns out that in New York somewhere, some dude has been murdered. Was it New York or like, it was Pennsylvania or something, right? It was like New York Jersey? or somewhere, Jersey remember. or somewhere. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Rahway, New Jersey or somewhere. Yeah. Fuck it, this old man gets murdered and they find out that the dude that was at his house was the hitchhiker. Yeah. No, the, uh, like they find uh, next to his laptop, the house looks like totally normal, but there's a old dead people guy. House. Yeah, there's a dead guy in his underwear, dead by his bed, and the guy's name, the hitchhiker's name and phone number, is written on a piece of paper by the guy by the and, and a train ticket laptop and a train ticket. Yeah. So you, you got to watch it. It, it, it. I thought it was super interesting, and then so don't pick up a hitchhiker. Note to self. Yeah, with a hatchet. Then we started watching this this new Waco thing yeah. last night, which, holy crap, right? Like, I was very young when the David Koresh Waco thing happened. Yeah. Um, I remember it. You remember seeing it play out on the news? Yeah, I remember seeing it play out on the news. I remember it kind of consuming the world, our, our America, at that time. Yeah. You know, I don't remember seeing it on the news. I just remember like Waco being synonymous with Colts and right. David Koresh. Like the cult we went to when we went to go eat there. Yeah. Still Colts in Waco, by yeah. the way. Yeah. For real. Like legit Colts. I don't, I don't remember what they were called, but they're like, they make it seem like, oh, we live off the land. But then also like you, you go on their website and they legit believe they, they, they say they follow the first Testament like to a T but they also don't want government involved because they want to be able to police their and govern own. their own shit. It's yeah. very weird, but um, it was very interesting to watch. So I just thought that that we would give our viewers uh, and listeners um, maybe something that that might. I didn't them. realize the Waco David Crush thing was multiple episodes. Like I was like, oh, it's an hour. Okay, I can sign up for this. But dude, they don't waste any time. 
they don't even like set up really the story or or maybe maybe it comes in a later episode now that I know that but like in the beginning they jump right to well, the standoff happening and they don't give you a lot of background on well, what was Grace. crazy to me is I remember hearing about it I remember seeing about it I remember it taking over um the the media for several weeks yeah and what I remembered of it was that these people were held up in there and refused to leave I had no idea that a full out war started. Yeah. Literally a war against 50, 60 ATF guys and 50, 60 David Koresh compound people. Four officers were killed. I had no idea. Several, several officers injured. Like it was like a, and then in their camp camp as well, Yeah, they had people dead. Koresh had been shot. Like, well, when you see shit. how many officers came onto this compound, I'm sort of amazed, and and how much gunfire there was. I'm amazed that only four were shot and killed, but it wasn't more. No, here's what really fucking tripped me out. Like, they're showing you video that's never been seen before. There is a video of a of a officer on the roof, and you see how lucky this man was. I mean, boom. Boom. I mean, you're seeing the holes go into the wall, lit, I mean, around him. It was unbelievable. Like, boom, 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 boom. And then, boom, hitting like right by his feet. Like, I mean, it was like, oh my God, I can't even imagine, you know, being in that situation. But yeah. it, I, I really enjoyed um, watching that first episode. Yeah. It was awesome. So maybe there's a little something for, for you guys to watch. Um, tell them about this weekend. What a crazy weekend. Oh my gosh. It was a crazy weekend. Well, you went to West. We both love West Palm Beach, um, but the kids just, and between the kids and what we have going on at the house, there's just so much happening. You went without me and I literally came in one day to do some, a little bit of filming with you and back out. That's it. And it was, I mean, it was like, I was like, oh, you know, Ray and I will grab a nice lunch. We'll Yay. hang out a little bit. I thought, it'll be a good date night. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, not I happening. crashed. Renee got in like at one. We ate lunch at two. Um, well, I was up at like 3.30 in the morning to catch the Uber to the airport. So there was uh, time to eat. And-, and then Renee's like, I'm taking a nap. And then I get so mad because I, I told her, I go, I go, take a nap, please. I go, because I would like to have a drink with you tonight. And I'd like to hang out with you tonight. And, and you're, oh no, I, I'll take a nap. I'll take a nap. And I look over, her face is glowing. <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest, Pinterest. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, please. Like, I'm begging. I'm like, please take a nap. No, listen. Because I know you very well, and I know that you're not going to last tonight. Every mom understands this dilemma. Like, even on the plane, I was like, okay, I don't have kids with me. I'm on a plane by myself. Do I actually want to watch an episode of something I've really been wanting to see, or do I want to sleep? Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard. Or maybe I should take a nap because my husband really wants to hang out tonight. Well, I did take a nap on the first plane, but I'm, I'm not like you. You have this like super skill where before the plane has even taken off, you have your hoodie on and you were like zonked out, completely passed out. It's my happy place. I can't, I can't do that. I can't just like shut it down and fall asleep like that. And then the worst part is like, if I do, you, don't point at me. <laughs> if I do fall asleep on the plane, it's like, I'm really tired. And so I'll fall asleep hard for maybe like 30, 45 minutes. And then you're so freaking uncomfortable with your neck and stuff that once I wake up, that's enough of a nap that I can't go back to sleep. Like, how do you do that? How do you sleep just like 
two and a half hours on a plane. 20 years of on the road. That's what it is. It, it is. Well, and, and there's something about it that for me, I have nowhere to be. I have nothing to do. And you know, you know me, I, 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 I like to be moving. I like to be doing stuff. And if there's things to do, I won't sleep. Yeah. If there's fun to be had, I won't sleep. <laughs> if there's work to be had, I won't sleep. And on a plane, you can't do anything. Yeah. So I, I get very anxious sitting in one place. So I might as well go to sleep. You know, and then my self-hypnosis, I also always add that to my self-hypnosis that, that when I get on a plane, that I will sleep like, um, like I just slept eight hours. No, but, but you are also like out, like no one can wake you up. Like even the flight attendant will like try and like tell you something or get you to raise your seat and you are out. Cause I'm trying to sleep. It's, because, a, it's a skill. It's a valuable skill. Because during the week I'm up at six o'clock in the morning, getting our kids ready to go and working all day here at the house, going to bed at somewhat a decent hour. Yeah. And then I find myself on the road on a Friday, which turns into a still up at at sometimes four in the morning to get to the airport yeah. to flying, to getting to the um, hotel, checking in, having to eat lunch, eating lunch. And then Friday night will go till two thirty. That's what's hard. Your body morning. doesn't have the chance to have like a regular sleep rhythm. Nope. So I, I, you know, it's just, I have to get it when I can get it. Yeah. You know, I remember one of my opening acts, you know, he would always way back in the day, um, he would always tell the new opening acts. He'd be like, oh, you're touring with Steve? Uh-huh. Uh, here's my advice. Eat when you can eat and sleep when you can sleep. Yeah. He's like, because you ain't going to do either one if you're with Steve. And the moments you have. I don't have, know. I feel like you eat pretty regularly, don't you? Uh, now a little better than, than, than before. before. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. I remember when you and I first started dating, you just like would skip over breakfast and never have it. And I would be like, I am starving. My insides are eating themselves. We have to get food. Well, that's what everybody talks about fasting. I'm like, that shit don't work for me. <laughs> I'm still fat. I've been, I fasted. I used to fast all the time. I'd have one freaking meal at one o'clock and then be done. Yeah. But we had a wonderful time. We, we had the opportunity um, to film an episode for A&E called Addiction Unplugged. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Right? Yeah. To make sure. Mm-hmm. So we feature veterans. Because we care about veterans so much, um, the episode basically follows around us at Helicopters for Heroes and then kind of follows up with us uh, as an interview. And the, the show... And I think it's a great idea. I think it's a wonderful idea that that the show is not an intervention show. The show right. is not following disasters and people who are addicts. Yeah. The show is actually looking for people to speak to that are successful. Have overcome. Yep. Successful at, at sobriety yeah. and have overcome addiction. And, and that's why... You know, I, I, I sometimes feel like, you know, I don't feel I know that TV can be very, um, they want to exploit, uh-huh. right? They want to take advantage of people. They want to exploit right. their, their disasterness. The shit show of it the all. The shit show of it all. Yeah. You know, hoarders, right? Uh, you know, they pretend to care, but we know we all like watching the fucking disaster of it, right? Um, intervention, you know, they they say, well, we're here to help this person. Well, no, nah, we're... 
You're also trying to get ratings so we can watch this yeah. shit show. I don't know. Um, I'd like to believe they care about those people. Oh, it's Hollywood. They don't. Come on. Um, let's be realistic. But that's why I was very attracted to this show. Yeah. You know, and of course, um, had to invite Renee as part of my team and, and part of somebody that, that, you know, is a part of it. And, yeah. and that's important to me because I don't do this alone. You know, I don't do stand up alone. I don't do, um, helicopters for heroes alone. Yeah. And my wife is my support system. My wife is my backup. My wife is there to encourage and to support. And when it comes to Helicopters for Heroes, you're extremely supportive. And as a matter of fact, so much so that you've gotten on board with how much you care about yeah. veterans. Well, I mean, you just, I think you do amazing things with Helicopters for Heroes. And I think it's hard for people to understand how what Helicopters for Heroes does translates. And that's why, I mean, we haven't seen an edit of this. We don't know how they'll piece it together. But I just think it. When you go to Helicopters for Heroes for someone like me who didn't know what to expect, it really helps humanize it and you understand why the cause is so important. So I'm hoping that this episode of Addiction Unplugged will will be just that. You know, it will it will help people understand and well hopefully continue continue to highlight, you know, to me, and I even think Rick, you know, Rick's been to Helicopters for Heroes. To me it's the the camaraderie. Yeah, for and the, sure. And the time that, that everybody gets to spend together and the... The safe space the, it the creates. The safe space it creates and, and puts a lot of people together that have been through the same things. Well, there's something know. about like these... There's something about these veterans, a lot of them, that, that they feel like admitting they're struggling is defeat. And when you're a soldier and you're taught to never give up, it's, it's hard to come to terms with that and comes to grip grips with that. So to give them this safe space where you, you see a lot of them kind of let their guard down. It's, and It's almost like a retreat. Yeah. It's almost like a spiritual retreat. Yeah. Because you find yourself sharing more. You find yourself being a little more open, you know, and, and when I say find yourself, um, those guys. Yeah. Right. They, they're able to, to speak more openly about their feelings and what they've been through knowing that that most of the people there are in their same situation right so it is a safe space and it is the camaraderie and it is the the hangout that we provide and relationships that last forever i mean here's yeah. guys that that never have have met and then now they spend a whole weekend together and they stay in touch yeah forever after that because they made friends well i think i think sometimes they lose hope because they feel like they're stuck in a system you know, and they don't know how to work their way out of it. And then they come to Helicopters for Heroes and they see that there is a group of people who really cares. And and not just Helicopters for Heroes, but the other organizations that Helicopters for Heroes highlights. And they see, oh, well, I have this resource available to me. Or there's this program that really cares about vets and does that for them, you know? So, I mean, it, it was it, it's really cool to do the show. Now, I'm really excited to see how they edit it together. I am too. I'm curious to see how they're going to piece it together. And for me, like I left thinking to myself, like, gosh, like I wish, I wish I had said, look, I'm no expert. I, I wish I had said that because, you know, I'm throwing statistics out there and numbers that that I have learned over time, yeah. right? And and I don't want people to be like, well, you know, what does he know? Is he, you know, and like, no, no, no. These are just things that I've learned about our veterans 
you know, generally speaking, one in every nine homeless people on the streets is a veteran. Yeah. Generally speaking, we're at 30 veterans committing suicide a day. Gen so I didn't say general. I was kind of being a little more matter of fact. And, yeah. and, I, and I hope people realize that I am a comedian trying to help. I am not a uh, psychologist. I am not a vet. Veteran, I am not. I know. I noticed you posted about it on social media and someone about um, being a part of Addiction Unplugged and someone asked, have you even struggled with addiction? And I, we, neither one of us responded to the comment, but that's not what the show is about. But I have, you know, yeah, a little bit of myself, but, uh, you know, just because you specifically are not addicted, I have friends, family members that I have seen have addiction, who I have seen lose their life to addiction. And yes, so I have had um, experience with addiction. Yeah. From alcoholism to cocaine to pills to heroin. I was around, especially in the comedy community. You know, I, I'm so grateful right now for the fact that, I, gosh, I, you know, I, I went up to you the other day and I said, I said, oh my gosh, you know, have you heard about Isaac or Israel? I'm sorry. And you were like, um, or Isaac, right? Am I losing my mind? Why can't I remember? I don't know. Um, Who are we talking about? Uh, Israel. Hold on. Let me find him because I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Israel Garcia, the comedian, remember? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Sorry. So I, I didn't know where you were going with the story. I, I, I go to you and I go, oh, I go, did you hear about Israel Garcia? And you were, and immediately you go, Steve, he committed suicide. Because I have lost so many comedians over the years to suicide. Yeah. And I go, no, thank God, no. But he does have cancer and he is fighting cancer right now. And you're like, oh my gosh. She's like, I, but, but your immediate thought. Is that it's addiction or suicide for yep. sure. Because yeah. over the years that we've been together, I have lost so many friends to addiction, to suicide, to... Um, all kinds of stuff. So I, I'm happy that in the past few months, um, after Eric passed, you know, we haven't had uh, that situation. But I'm really proud to be a part of this thing, and I think it's. Gonna I'm really proud of you. I mean, I'm not sure why I was a part of it, but I was touched to be asked, and um, I was happy but, to but be able to support you. And you shouldn't say that. You're, that. you're a part of it because you're a part of me. You support me. You are behind the scenes with me. Yeah. And uh, I always try to include you any way that I can because we are a team and yeah. we do do things together, which, which cracks me up because, and I don't want to name any names, but now there's all these comedians that are like doing stuff with their wife. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. Oh, no. no. Well, good, nobody, good for them. Nobody, I mean, yeah, good for them. But nobody was including their wife. Nobody would even talk about their wife. All of a sudden, we're having a lot of success as a team. And, ooh, you should bring your wife in because all those motherfuckers are watching. Oh, well, I think it takes, it takes two special personalities to do it together. Because it's not easy to do it together either. No, but we've been good. We haven't fought in a while. <laughs> We that. have been good. We have been good. But but I I mean I learned by working for the Flackett Levens and, and you know other families that I worked for that I felt like were good husband and wife teams and you know I saw that as a young girl and thought hey that I want to do that so I learned it really? from watching other people really because I had to beg you to be a part of this team <laughs> I had to beg you we fought no, we no, argued but I think my point 
point is, I think it helps to see other people doing it, other couples doing it successfully and how they navigate it. The year I turn 65 years old, uh -huh. I'm going to get somebody to go through all these episodes <laughs> and, 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 and fucking put together all the bullshit. It's all, I begged you to be a part of this. Yeah. I fought like hell. That's not to say there's not times I'm like, I'm going to quit. You don't appreciate me. I'm going to go find a job like, where you they appreciate can't me. Because you're fired. <laughs> Step into my office. <laughs> why? Because you're fucking fired. That's why. Um, but very excited. I, you know, we will let you guys know when um, that episode I airs. think actually um, they said they kind of want to do it around Veterans Day, uh, which I think our, is great. Lights, I love that. I think. What do we do? Uh oh. Oh, we ran out of battery. That's okay. We're trying to get the lights better for you guys. Um, I know that some people have uh, complained. Oh, I think that, it was that, mostly me. It's <laughs> like, I want better lighting. <laughs> the lighting is not great, but we are, we are working on it. Um, which reminds me. As know, long as the sound is good, because then when the sound is bad, then it's like. So remember, remember the guy that made me the Crown Royal sticker? Yes. He came back. Really? He, yes, and he gave me a Crown Royal Zippo lighter, and I just, I just want to thank him. And and it is really, he from Florida? I think so. I think he's from Florida. Okay. But you know, stuff like that. I mean, again. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they gave us the labels at New Year's when we were. Where did we spend New Year's? We were in Florida for New Year's. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Yeah, or Dania Point. Dania Point. Basically. Um, yeah, they gave me the the Crown Royal Steve Trevino stickers, and I, I just thought, like, what a thoughtful guy. Yeah. You know, like what a thoughtful gift. And then he shows up again with another very thoughtful gift, you know, and, and it's gifts like that for me. Yeah. Like even when people give me coins, which by the way, uh, this, this piece of furniture behind me is going to go to the, the casita and then we're going to build the Steve Trevino shrine back there. <laughs> um, but it'll give me an opportunity. We have not been able to display all of our coins. Well, I took the coins down temporarily for the Easter bunnies. Right. But, um, I guess you can take veteran coins down for Jesus. <laughs> That's the only person you can do that for. Um, but I, you know, I can't wait to show you guys all the coins that we have been collecting and have collected and, and, and display them. But it's gifts like that that yeah. they mean the most, man. And, and, you know, when somebody brings us a little something for Garrett or a little something for Delilah, it's just like, it's just that there's a wow moment. Yeah. You know, there's a holy shit, thank you. And, and that little Crown Royal lighter was such a cool gift. Yeah, you have you to know. put it with your cigar stash. Yeah, well, you don't light cigars with, with Zippo lighters, but... Oh, why? I don't know this. What's the deal? What's the difference? Because Zippo lighters um, take, uh, like, a fuel. Like the lighter fluid, kind yeah, of? Yeah, like lighter fluid. And that affects the flavor? And, and then flavor? That, that flavor gets in the cigar. So, so I, you just use a match. Still teaching you stuff, honey. Uh, um, a match or a torch. Because the, the torch, the crack pipe torches. Uh-huh. Yeah, those. Still teaching me stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, crack, crack torches. <laughs> Rick knows. Rick gets it. Um, but but I'm, I'm so grateful for that gift. I'm, I'm so thankful that they came. So excited. Um, gosh. You know what I do? I did this weekend. Um, I didn't stick around for the second show because I was so tired. I left you. I went back to the hotel to sleep. But um, the first show, it was fun. I watched the set and it's getting so nice and tight. And there was even a joke I hadn't seen. Like, I don't even remember it. 
Remember the story when you talk oh, the about sushi? Yes, I don't even remember that happening to yes. us. Garrett, Garrett, we were potty training Garrett, so we only had him in underwear, and he was wearing these little pants. And we're about to walk out of the sushi place, and all of a sudden, I look behind me, and little turds are coming out of his pant leg. And I look back, and I'm like, "Oh, there's a trail of little turds." <laughs> and then other other people were like, "Oh my God, there's little turds." <laughs> Right. And then Renee and I just decided to pick him up and fucking run. <laughs> and I was like, hey, let's just go. Like, it is what it is. Like, let's go. Um, yeah, but I can't be, but I told where, that where story. Where was the sushi restaurant? I don't I, I want to say it was in San Antonio. We might have been with, with Chaito, Rosario. Yeah. But yeah. I, and so, I don't remember Mommy Brain, I guess. I don't remember. But. I, I, I now tell that story on stage that I, I add it to a little, yeah. a little detail. But it was cute. Yes, the, the, the set is becoming very, very tight because we're, we're trying to get to a place where we can um, film a new special. Yeah. So it's, it's right there. Someone was asking me about it. I was like, I do, I, we don't know yet. We don't have a place. We don't have a date. We just, we don't know yet. But Very, very excited about it. But I did find myself in a swimming pool with my wife yesterday at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm so darn proud of Delilah. I'm telling you, you were people, so annoyed about being in that pool. I didn't want to but... be in a fucking pool, and no. I don't like. The, I'm sorry, but the the lady, the way she, <laughs> the, the instructor lady would touch me and like like, <laughs> like push me, and I'm like, bitch, don't fucking She's push me. She's trying to show like, you how to I, turn Delilah. You don't have to you, touch me. Don't you touch just, me. No, you don't just like don't it. do well with authority. Steve I don't. I don't like though. being touched um, by other humans. You can touch me all you want, but yeah. other humans. Uh, but I will say, I am. I'm just absolutely floored on number one the fact that delilah loves it yeah and she can't wait she's gonna miss it next week is the last week she cannot wait to be in that pool and it is unbelievable and i'm telling you right now if you have a kid under the age of three years old get them in one of these programs because it could save their life I mean, I, yes, because they learn how to float and get out of the pool and like, you know, how to, how to save themselves should they fall in. But I, we talked about it on earlier episodes when we were in the thick of it with her and she was just like losing her shit and screaming the entire time in the pool. I don't know how we got here. And so many times I questioned, maybe this isn't right for like my child. Like I thought maybe I just need to find another instructor or maybe I need to find another school. Well, I felt bad because yesterday that little or... boy, like it was heartbreaking, dude. That little boy was like, mom, mom, mom. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, mom, fucking do something. But the poor kid would be like, mom, like scared. Yeah. You know, and, and Delilah, she doesn't give a fuck, dude. Delilah's in there. But it is crazy that they if if they fall in the pool, they are taught to turn over, and she can float there for a very long time. Yeah, even eight to ten minutes. I think Gary said she can float better than him. Yes. <laughs> Not only that, then she learns to flip over, swim a little bit, uh-huh. and if there's nothing there for them to grab, she flips back over. Yeah. And then she flips back over and just keeps going. Catch your breath. Yeah. And, and, until they get to um, a ledge. A wall. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, man. And, and again, you're right. Like in the beginning, it was like, oh my God, this poor baby. I mean, I really, really thought this is just, this is, I'm pushing my child to do something that is not right for her. And I thought I was making her more afraid of the water. And I thought I was just pushing her to be even more resistant. So to have stuck it out and got through here to got to this point, I'm like, thank God. 
Thank God. It's 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 pretty freaking cool, man. You know, and and even though Delilah's a very active kid, and I am very, very, very sure to make sure that we're watching her when she's in and around the pool, to make sure that we put our little pool gate. We built a a, a pool gate. Yeah. We even locked the doors. So there's several barriers to yeah. make sure that she can't find herself by the pool by herself. It, it just, that's, it's for me, it's one more layer of, okay, I locked the door. There is a, a fence and a gate and God forbid she falls in. She can now at least float for several minutes. We bought, we but, bought ourselves some seconds, you know, and, but, but also she's, but you're going to be older. at somebody else's house that doesn't have the gate and that doesn't have, right? So it, yeah. it's scary. Yeah, I'm just grateful that she's getting older now that we can act, we can have conversations and you know she comprehends. That I say, Delilah, if you, if you fall in, like I give her her space to make a mistake so that if she, with me watching, so oh if God. she falls in, that she knows to girl, save herself. Renee is going to be you 2.0. Holy shit, dude. I don't want these shoes. I want those shoes. And come here, daddy, those shoes. I mean, she is so specific. She amazed me yesterday when I picked her up from school. She told me, she goes, mommy, I was cold. I forgot to pack a sweater for her yesterday. Bad mom. And then, and then she told me, she said, I like Olivia's sweater. It's my favorite. And I was like, oh, and I told her, I said, well, you have one with a butterfly with sequins, a little hoodie. We can pack that one tomorrow. And she goes, no, I want rainbows. Dude, we are in trouble with that little girl. That little girl. Isn't this dress beautiful? She tells me, it's beautiful. I just couldn't believe she was so articulate to like call me out on the fact I forgot to pack her a sweater. And hey, next and time I pack the one I want. But she will pick a dress any day over anything else. Any, I, anytime I make her an, an offer of a uh-huh. dress and, and shorts or pants, she's yeah. a dress. I think, I mean, she likes to twirl and stuff now, but I really think that's a potty training thing. I think it's just easier for her to manage going know. to the she, restroom. She holds it out. Look at my dress. Like, yeah. she's all about the girly stuff. And it's just amazing. Garrett didn't give a shit, dude. Garrett will wear whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. I miss the days when he would let me put the little paper boy hats on him and suspenders and a little bow tie. Speaking of Easter, I have pictures of him in like a plaid bow tie and suspenders at Easter. He was so Poor cute. kid, dude. All right. Well, I am Steve Trevino. That is Captain Evil. We could not do this podcast without Aztec Chevrolet, without Old Salt Coffee, and of course, without our friends at Picked Cherries. Aztec Chevrolet, give them a shot, give them a chance. Amazing people. Old Salt Coffee, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Please, please, please get a subscription. We'll send you a challenge coin. And pick cherries, download, and listen to podcasts like never before. Thank you, guys. You look beautiful as always, my love. Thank you, sir. In 80s Madonna gear. (laughs) I encourage you all to have a good day and be kind to others. Bye-bye.